the T-Bay experience number three. Boom. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Woo! Yes. Yeah. And so here we are. Ben, Murray. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for coming out. No problem, man. Meeting with us today. Yeah. We appreciate it for sure. Yeah. This is deadly, yeah. Um, so I'm curious, uh, plan B, strike nine. That is that's that's your artist name? Yeah, yeah, kind of uh, used to just be plan B. I went through a lot of names over the years, man. I went from ones that were given to me that were kind of shitty, like Be Dirty, <laughs> and like uh, what was some other ones, Be Jamming, like cause Benjamin, and, like just stupid names over the years. That was like grade eight or something like that. But then I went for Plan B after I got out of uh, addiction as like a, cause I was living my Plan B right, and then a band. Mm. I was like having uh, other health problems after I got out of that, and I was actually at. I was taking like a four-year hiatus from music, and I went to the Dragon Boat Festival, and there was a band performing there, and I was like wearing a Plan B hat, Plan B hoodie, and I go up, and I was like, man, what's the name of this band? Like, Plan B. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's that crazy. So I like go up, and I'm like, hey, guys, like, I'm me, you know, this is like why my name is this and whatever, and this was their first gig ever, so they had just formed this name, and they're like, no worry, man, we'll change it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's still Plan B, but we're like all cool now, it's just like... Like, it took a lot of, we had, like, back and forth about it, because the name actually, like, means something, and they picked it out of a hat for them, right? So, for uh, me, I was like, man, like, <laughs> I'm TV Plan B, man, come on. Like, but, yeah, so I added Strict 9 on as, like, a, like, it's just kind of, uh, it's, if you know what Strict 9 is, it's, like, a rat poison. It's also, like, part of the ergot fungus, which is, like, you syn synergize, yeah, LSD from ergot, ergot yeah, theory, right? yeah, so, I see that degree all over. Yeah, yeah, so the other half of that is super poisonous, so that's, like, and they used it in a lot of different... And like you know ways of killing different things so i just use it as like a it's kind of like a social commentary on youth suicides and stuff like that too and just on like you know the whole yeah that's epidemic. deep that's cool yeah try and always have something to say people are listening right so mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> cool that's awesome i always have a super in-depth answer for it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no worries there awesome <clears throat> That's where the plan B strike nine came from, eh? Yeah. There's probably more to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's just really cool. Yeah, just hearing and, and watching even you develop the last few years, like coming from myself, like as an artist and seeing you at all these outdoor events. And yeah. It's just, it's really cool, man. It's such a good vibe. And mm. I think like a lot of people definitely have this in them, right? It's like you just have to, you got to really connect and like take the time to see yourself as an artist and believe in yourself eh? yeah and that's the biggest thing yeah. how do you how do you find like believing in yourself what do you use to to do that you find? um that's a tough question <laughs> <laughs> i think it's it differs for everybody but and it, it differs from in different periods of your life you know what i mean totally like what you find inspiration in and what you what motivates you will change for sure so now it's like my kids and stuff like that but before it was it was girls probably was a part of it you <laughs> yeah. know being around for works <laughs> whatever <laughs> but yeah so oh, that appreciate was the, the honesty you know like, yeah man a lot of people will deny that but like <laughs> that's a main motivating factor for a teenager for sure but uh yeah man you know these days it's family and just kind of like 
make something better for not just family because that's another thing is the way I see community is like we're all family in some way you know what I mean like mm-hmm. we might not be blood related but I think a lot of emphasis is put on that and we kind of forget that like this is an integral web and if we just focus on our little satellite family like nothing's ever gonna get better you know and that's how we internalize these, these racial issues and things like that too because they, they get passed down generationally because nobody's right. interacting with each other mm-hmm. exactly so yeah Nobody's it just gave me goosebumps because <laughs> I feel that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Uh, sorry, when you said, like, uh, satellite, you meant, like... Yeah, like your immediate family, right? Like, so right. Like yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Whoever you marry into and, like, just kind of, like, people tend to marry people that are have similar interests or, you know what I mean? So you're never really kind of, like, expanding outside of your frame of mind or your, you know your point of view, right? So mm-hmm. I also think that travel should be mandatory, especially now that we have international travel and it's super, they could subsidize something where everyone gets sent wow. somewhere once in their life, you know? Yes, yeah. to help like open every, up the perspective. Exactly, back and forth, you know? Wow, that would be huge. Oh. Global community, man. Totally. <laughs> Just because <laughs> people, people can sit there and, you know, think inside their box and judge and see everything, yeah. but without actually experiencing exactly. it. Exactly. You go there, you know, it could right, change people's yeah. mindsets in a second. Like, wow. So, taking them to reserve and stuff, right? So, yeah. What an amazing idea. Yeah, yeah, totally, dude. Is there anything like that out there where they have, like, programs um, or... There is actually for the Jewish communities. They send, like, a lot of their students, like, I forget what grade it is, but they send them to the, the homeland or whatever, and they go through the whole experience, and, and they come back, you know? Wow. So it's like, but that's more, that's what I mean. That's like kind of closed minded in a way, in a sense, because it's they're only sending them to their cultural place, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they're not getting that. But that's just an example of them being able to do that. So it is fundable, is what I'm saying. Like, there is a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. To send a large amount of people somewhere. There is, totally, man. <laughs> yeah, wow. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely one way how to get people to. Ugh. Well, it's more than communicating, eh? It's, mm-hmm. it's like actually experiencing it and being a part of someone else's family for a little while or whatever it is, you know? Because like, usually that's what, I don't know, you guys have probably done some traveling, backpacking and stuff, and you end up like actually being a part of a family, usually, you know? Somebody mm-hmm. takes you in their home, you're sleeping on their couch or whatever it is, or, yes. you know, you end up actually... Truly makes you feel like connected, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that's, I think that's like definitely something that everybody's looking for it is like a connection some way or somehow it's like yeah this connection it is very powerful especially from what we've experienced right and just expressing freely what we feel and mm-hmm. like what we experience here in thunder bay on a daily basis eh? and yeah. and that's the whole kind of motive behind i guess the tba experience too is just to experience and, and show our experiences to other people to help kind of motivate or inspire eh? and yeah. sh- show everyone that this is what TV is about and there's lots of opportunity big time here like oh yeah lots of positivity big I don't know if you guys pay attention to my wall at all like I'm like like there's a bunch of people that get it and then there's a bunch of people that think I'm like the worst <laughs> like them I get it of, like, man I totally see like, it's crazy or, like, no. I don't see that part of it like I no. like I'm not the kind of person to like if the fact is a fact like, I'm not a very um, lenient on that. <laughs> but, like, you know, so, like, when it's, like, especially when it comes to, like, a racial issue or whatever, right? So it's, like, when I'm explaining white privilege or... And I know it was a hard concept for me to get through, too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm indigenous, but, like, I don't look it for the most part. Like, if I'm not wearing, like, whatever 
shit, like I can put on this and go walk and no one's following me around, right? So like I know, but I still, it's, so it was hard for me to accept that I had that privilege because it's something that you don't see yourself. Like it's kind of like, so I do get that it's hard to explain to people, especially over the internet, right? Mm-hmm. So I get that they're like angry and they think, but it's just so ironic that it's actually at the bottom of it is a way for us to all come together because knowing that you have that is mm. like enables you to be a true ally, you know, and to actually fight for actual equality. Because if you're a part, living in a system that benefits you and you don't even like it was set up to benefit you, right? You didn't set it up, you know what I mean? So it's not your fault, right? At the right. end of the day, yeah. So there's no reason to get upset about it or to feel any kind of way about it. But you know it exists now, so what do you do about it? You know, it's, there, there's two ways you can take there, and it seems like some people get their backs up and they're like, you know, like I had to struggle my whole life too, like I don't have this, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> like it's not that kind of struggle. Like everyone struggles. It's just there's a different level that you don't have to fight past the racial barrier too, you know, or whatever, right? You don't <laughs> have to fight past that prejudice that's been built into this system that we live in. So. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> have you have you had so are you are you indigenous? Yeah. Have you had like have you had to fight through that like has that not really you know what I mean not like my friends you know like I watched like even recently like we'll go into like a really big example is winners actually they're bad for that so we walk into there and they'll like I'll go off with my family and like the homies will go look at some clothes over here and they'll follow them <laughs> you know what I mean and, like, me and my kids are off this way like you know and they're not following us and then like or I'll just be with them and then they follow all of us you know so it's kind of like oh wow yeah okay. so it's only when I'm with like you know and, like visibly indigenous people that that happens it seems to be seen with like LCBO like buddy will go in to get something and he's had a drink and they'll deny him he's only had one drink though you know just because he smells like alcohol and he looks brown right so like because they're dealing with it every day but that's the thing here is like when you're the lcbo is where it is and like that's fucking obviously gonna end up bringing like the visible like group that struggles in thunder bay is indigenous and that's the thing that's what kind of like justifies it to a lot of people is like how do you differentiate like, I'm going to judge this guy the same way I'm going to judge that guy because this guy's giving us trouble all the time. So, like, this guy right. could be kind of thing, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it's hard to break through that. Oh. And then you have to, the, the way to get through it is you dig deeper and you go like, okay, why is this person like this? Was their mom able to be a parent to them? Or were they taken from their family and taken from their culture and taught something completely different? and forced to do all these things and raped and fucking whatever else but but yeah and uh, you know and and forced to be someone they're not and they were never allowed to speak their language and they Mm. came from living off the land to being told that you can't do that anymore and they put all these restrictions even you guys you have hunting restrictions that's based in that to take away the means of being able to feed yourself that was they wanted to do that so you were dependent on the system that they provided right so Mm -hmm. it even trickled down to other citizens eventually right like your rights been impeded on because of that it actually doesn't really get discussed much but i know you're hunters so it's kind of something that you would be relatable to yeah so yeah like a lot of those restrictions are based in that and obviously we need ecological restrictions but that was always built into the culture it was like you put tobacco down for everything you took and you know what i mean like you always said that like balance like that you knew you were like everything you gave you were giving something back kind of thing right so mm-hmm. when you plant something for everything you know there's always a give and take right balance kind of feels yeah it feels nice that way like mm-hmm. even truly living the way i live it's like that balance like you know you give 
<laughs> you get what you give, truly, and, and I feel that as an artist in a way too, because I give away a lot of my artwork because that it feels good, right? Yeah. And it's like in return, I get the value of people coming to me being like, oh, I seen your artwork somewhere, or I got your piece of artwork and I love it. It's like that holds more value than anything, right? And For sure. it's connection with people like that. And I'm glad that like us three are able to get together like this and express it in the way that we are. It's really mm-hmm. cool, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to bring awareness, especially to when you go back to the stories of you know how people were raised. I think mm-hmm. that's a large part that's missing yeah. within like our society for people to just so easily, you know, sit there and Exactly, judge somebody without just on the surface, right? So like this person's an alcoholic but they were raised by an alcoholic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like they don't know like yeah what it is and that's what it is for me too that's that's the way i've suffered by being indigenous is through intergenerational shit because like my grandmother went to day school and she when she had my mom she was like she didn't want to raise her on the res so she gave her to my grandfather who like actually was just stationed in halifax for like a week or something and knocked up my grandma and like yeah she sent the kid to him here and i was raised she was raised outside of the culture so i was raised outside of the culture her mother at least had the due diligence to get her status, and I haven't done that. So now it's, it's a process because I had to fucking get a hold of my biological grandmother for the first time six, seven months ago. Like, and she's like 86 years old now or something. So, you know, I need wow. to get over there and speak to her. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, uh, and now I'm getting all the information because it's a process when you need to get your long form birth certificate. They want a hell of a lot of information, like everything, like where they were born, the year, the doctor that delivered them. Like, I had none of that. I didn't even know my mom's real name. <laughs> so, like, you know, but now that I got it, all I can figure it out. But, yeah, and that's another thing. Colonization is kind of, like, it's pitted us against each other, too. So there's lateral violence with, like, darker-skinned indigenous and lighter-skinned indigenous kind of not. Like, if you have, they call, and there's another thing, like, apple. Like, someone who's, like, red on the outside, white on the inside kind of thing. So that's like, another thing. It's just a way that we, like, kind of... Um, through colonial structures, like, we, we, we're pitted against each other, too. Like, it's, like, it's crazy. I don't even know. Like, it, it's just the way there's infighting in any community, in any social structure, but, yeah. And it's neat hearing it, like, on a deep level like this, right? Because, obviously, we everybody has this unique story, and, and without it being, I think, told in a certain way where people can, like, comprehend and connect to it, right? Like, in this case, it's, like, a lot of people know us know us in thunder bay and i think they can connect with us in a certain way that i don't know hopefully will help take their motivation to the next level right just by seeing us sharing our unique stories hopefully i don't know that'll enable something in them to maybe share a story too because it does help eh? like just getting these stories out is what's helped take my life to the next level and Mm -hmm. it's a really neat feeling it really does help and Getting that word out there is, yeah, it's it's a value. I think everybody has has something to say. You just got to get up and try and say it. And it's hard sometimes, though, eh? And yeah, yeah, it is. You know? mm-hmm. So, speaking of which, before you were Plan B Strike 9 and you were into the music and the art and becoming an artist, what, 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 what was I doing before that? Yeah, what was it before <laughs> that? <laughs> Running around the hood being an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> getting into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, what are yeah. the experiences? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, a lot of the guys you don't know with were actually people that like bullied me and shit. Cause, like I was like, 
I was stuck in between two worlds. It was too brown for the white kids and too white for the brown kids, right? So, like... Like, actually. Kinda, oh, yeah, for sure. So, there was never any, like... Like, they would come to my house and be like... Like, I remember Terrence just recently, actually. <laughs> but we were at uh, Newfie's, and he's like, man, I remember this, like, distinctly, the Cackley brought me... Or, uh, fucking Hartwell brought me over to your house. And, uh... This was, like, probably, like, I don't even know, grade seven or something, six. And he and he brought him over, and he's like, man, I just remember, like, like shit and needles everywhere or something. And that's a kid's perception, because that didn't exist. <laughs> that wasn't a thing. My dad's not a junkie. Like, he never... I didn't have animals, so there wasn't any, like, dog shit anywhere. It was messy as shit. My dad's a hoarder. <laughs> but, like, you know... But it wasn't... So it's perception completely. And I didn't even correct him. I was like, there's no point. You know, but whatever. But it's just, yeah. like, uh... Yeah, it's just... That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, you know, like how, like, him as a youth, like, saw that is, like, and that's a, you know, a big part of it, too, is, like, coming back to things later and, and clarifying as you get older, you mm. know, it's, we kind of don't do that, and we get stuck in these beliefs that we, like, solidified when we were 10 years old or something, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> it's crazy, man. It is. Yeah. And so know? everybody listening knows, like, I know Ben from probably the age of at least, like... 17 maybe 17 or 18 i went to high school ben was a little younger than me landon same thing we've known each other at least seven years now we used to hang out party together and this is just all of us getting together and talking about our experience really yeah it's pretty neat Mm -hmm. promoting it you know just to express it in a good way and different viewpoints yeah Mm -hmm. kind of neat yeah and then what was the other one I was going to ask? Yeah, I seen your new tattoo the other yeah. day. And I was going to ask, like, do you got meaning behind the tattoos that you get kind of thing? or is? Um, yeah. 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 Generally. Uh, this one here. This is Ghetto Children. This was, like, the group we were in growing up. That's part of, like, before. It's not before I was a rapper, but... Because I was always a rapper. I mean, yeah. Since I was, like, 10. Sweet, but, man. Like, yeah, cool. Since you were 10? Yeah, so Steve Desmond did that, and he passed away two years I ago. I remember him, yeah. Yeah, fentanyl. Trippy, dude. Greg was two days later, and they were childhood best friends, too, so it was super, super crazy time for everybody. And it's like, it just almost makes me, like, it hits me deep, because it's like, I used to skate with this dude, yeah. right? Both of them. Yeah. Greg, too. Mojo. Yeah. And they, uh, they both passed away from... I don't know exactly, but uh, yeah, was, uh, a drug overdose or yeah, with the fake pills or whatever, like the the fake oxy eighties, I think it was at the time that had actually had fentanyl in them. So it was like you don't even know what you're getting anymore. Like, wow, it's, it's scary. Yeah. So and fentanyl is way stronger. <laughs> like it so lasts longer. That's the thing. That's the thing about fentanyl is that it metabolizes over forty eight hours instead of like four to eight hours. So like. Your body's consistently oh. getting higher and higher and higher. And there's more hours. Yeah. It Holy metabolizes gosh. over the period that methadone does, and that's why methadone works as a long, long-term long treatment. So you can take it once a day and be like a stable, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but when you're abusing any other kind of opiate, a fast-acting opiate, it's like up, down, up, down, up, down all day, and that's why so, people are so crazy. Because yeah. Yeah. they're constantly getting sick and not being sick. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a... And that, that's honestly hard to see even growing up here in town. It's like, yeah, I'm 32, 33 years old, and I've seen a few friends now go through that. And that's definitely one of the hardest things watching people go through right now is this, this opiate addiction. And it's like, I don't know if there's anyone out there that is listening. It's like there is help out there. And 
you, you just gotta really find it, like reach out and like, yeah. you know, you gotta. It's not gonna be easy. No, it's not easy. Yeah. None of, I don't think any anyone's journey almost is, you know. And like you just said earlier, it's yeah, everyone's on their own, you know, little journey trying to find their way. And there's so much going on, so much distraction. But mm -hmm. I don't know if you know if you can get together with a group of people like this and feel supported and just talk openly mm. make you feel good about it. it it really helps you grow eh? yeah it's it's really neat it's fascinating <laughs> do it. i want to make it clear like because i just something that's new to me too this is a another aspect of colonialism man is the fact that i was raised outside of the culture and now i have to be an outsider in my own culture and like tread carefully in my own culture and shit. So I want to make it clear that I'm not speaking for all indigenous people. I'm speaking from my own experiences when I talk about those things. Because I know this will be posted publicly. <laughs> yeah, I won't upset anybody. Yeah, we're on. Oh, yeah. It's a nice thing to do, too. Like, to do a land recognizance before you do any kind of, like, any, any kind of thing that you're going to display publicly when you're on, like, Robinson Superior formerly in First Nation land, right? So you just, like, acknowledge where you are. Like the territory you're on. That's cool too. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's kind of like acknowledging that you know about that history. Right? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And see, that's what's cool to to explain in in these type of podcasts too. It's like there is so much stuff that, like you know, we don't see. I don't see that. You know, you see like you see and you do every day. It's like everybody out there kind of sees like some way the way that we portray stuff on social media and stuff sometimes. And I don't know if that gives like such a clear picture of the power behind like what we're even trying to do every day sometimes eh? it's there's so much more to it i think that needs to be like understood right like stuff you just explained like i had no idea about that stuff i just learned about stuff today that i've never heard in my life before awesome. and it's like it's powerful it's a really cool feeling it makes me feel good inside to hear this and and learn about it right mm. And there's knowledge keepers, man. Like, I'm nothing. <laughs> you know, there's people that know, like, everything. Or mm -hmm. what there is to know, anyway. So, yeah, like, it, it'd be cool to get in touch with some people like that, too. I might be able to... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. The knowledge is... Learn some traditional knowledge about the place that you guys are inhabiting now, right? So it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, learn about the land. Because they're over 20,000 years, maybe longer, so before anybody else showed up, right? So there's a lot of history there. 20,000 years, and it now and yeah. it's only been, what, 100 something long? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since we've been, like, yeah, really established, right? So it's crazy, man. We're here today Yeah. With all this technology, <laughs> yeah. talking, absorbing. Yeah. It's really cool. And we can Absorb. all live together and figure it out, but we can't truly be equal until, like, like where knowledge is equal. That's the thing, right? So it's kind of... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Indian Act. Have you guys ever read it? It's like no. super bad. Like, and it still exists. Like, it's been in, in that, like redacted or whatever, but it still exists. And it's like if you read the original thing, it's horse horrible piece of legislation. I like, it's yeah. Oh yeah. It's, like apartheid in South Africa, like in the sixties. I forget when it happened exactly, but that was based on that. Like they took the model from here and like put it there like when you see those pictures of like whites only on the benches and shit like that and like Nelson Mandela you know you guys know him. Mm -hmm. that so I guess it was 80s but yeah so like that's when apartheid ended was in the 80s with Mandela taking presidency of South Africa and uh, yeah that was all modeled on that man so like if you look at how bad that was that was modeled on what's still happening here like it's obviously been like changed over the but it's never actually ended here ended there like they were like yeah 
able to completely and now like people are being given back their land like it's like a super like over there anyway it's actually like super um, coming to what it should be and right. that's that's gonna be big too like actually I'm in I'm on a committee right now about giving back the library one of the public libraries so, oh I seen that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so that's gonna that be interesting too. for sure like we're, we're just right now it's not probably gonna even happen who knows like it's more of like one of those things where we just kind of get together and talk about the possibility of it and what this could look like and like make a model for that other organizations or places can look at and be like okay this is how this could be done if they wanted to do it, you know, because we're hoping that that will happen in the future and that people will start, you know, doing that and giving back pieces that were, you know, built like a hundred and some odd years ago or whatever it is and like during times when things were really weren't equal and it makes sense to give it back, especially when the place is like, like if you look at that library anyway, like there's a lot of things built into the structure that are just kind of like don't play into reconciliation, like they don't represent indigenous people in any way, so there just needs to be a way to incorporate that. And I was actually just on another committee <laughs> where we at the library where we're actually doing, a, we brought in a school from Southern Ontario that does like woodworking and they're gonna build a whole bunch of furniture and stuff. Yeah. And we like planned out every room on the upper floor and it's gonna be all like, like we're gonna have like a quill box table, which is from my culture. So that's like a, like a porcupine quill it's obviously not going to be the real thing because you need like a million quilts to do a giant table. <laughs> it's usually a little box, but it's a replica of a box that would normally be a small box and it's going to be made into a table. And like, it's for the Indigenous Learning Center, so there's going to actually be a spot at the library which didn't exist until recently too, where they'll have like all Indigenous authors and illustrations and stuff where people can come learn about the culture which didn't exist until recently. Oh, <laughs> you know, so how crazy is that? that? That didn't exist, right? So if you, even if you guys wanted to learn, and that's the other thing, I just went back, because I only have a grade 8, right? So I just went back and got my grade 10 recently. Hey, Josh! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, they were teaching me things that I didn't learn in, in any school, you know? So, like, if you guys were to go back, and I think everyone needs to do this now. That's another thing that needs, there needs to be a public service thing. There's a reason they're not doing it. They don't want it to be equal. That's, you know, that's, a, like it's, that's the other thing. We're fighting amongst ourselves, but at the end of the day, it's up there that we should be worried about, right? So What did the up there is creating separation. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Purposely. Right, like instilling the fear. <laughs> yeah. Just keep yeah. putting the fear in, because exactly. fear separates. And, yeah. Yeah. Get goosebumps here in that seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's power behind all that, big time. Oh, yeah. There's power in taking that back. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's sure. maybe what, that's what it is. Yes. Right? Yeah. Ooh, there is power. And, yeah. How do Stuff we do that? Like How do we take that back? This is a good start. For, sure. <laughs> <laughs> for real, you know? Yeah. On a grassroots level, anyway, like just having conversations, it's huge, man. Mm-hmm. The different people, like mm-hmm. seek out people that you wouldn't normally talk to and talk to them. Like, and that's it, that's it. Time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I guess, yeah, like one one last question, too, is like what, what inspires you the most, do you find? What inspires me, man? I don't. It's, Motivates you. It's tough to say. Um. It's tough to say, it really is. It's a deep like, question, I know. Yeah, it's, it, like, before, like, it's, it changes so much. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just kind mm-hmm. of one of those things. It's, it's super fluid, but it's... Right now, my motivation, or my inspiration, is uh, getting messages. Like, I get these messages from people, like, all the time. Like, you 
your performance did this for me, you know what I mean? Like, like your songs done this, or, you know, nice. it's like, I never thought I would oh, get that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't think I'm that good, so, like, you know, I get this, like, whole, like... You are, though, man, totally. Thanks, like, you got yeah. it, man. Thank you. You truly you got get it. get an inferiority complex, like, dealing, like, coming up the way I did, you know what I mean? Like, having to fight for every friend and every, like, to be taken seriously everywhere I went. Kind of, like, yeah, something that like will never go away so mm. you know but yeah mm. thank you i need to hear that yeah it helps build us as people because i can feel it like as an energy while you know you compliment somebody they compliment you back it's like that's good mm. it feels really good yeah and i don't know sometimes it's like i think we should be doing that more often with each other because eh? oh, it does it makes us all feel good and what's what's not better than feeling good every day and you know smiling being happy no doubt. Yeah. Each other up, supporting. Totally. Uh, so I was listening to a couple of your tracks, Heritage yeah. and uh, Building Bridges. Yeah. And uh, I, amazing. The, they, the beat and there's a message you have behind these, eh? Yeah. What, like, so what's, is it, is, do you have a similar message with all your music or just like? Uh, no, not really. It's all, it's all depending on the, the climate at the time or what's going on. Right. Ironically, I wrote Heritage like in 2018, right? And then 2019 was announced as the International Year of Indigenous Languages, and the song is like about that. So it was kind of like wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I had no huh. idea that that was coming up, and it was just yeah. So it ended up working out. I won some things and stuff because it you know it ended up kind of like correlating, right? And that's just like the universe being super cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I got goosebumps. Jesus. And like burning bridge or building bridges, I always call it burning bridges because that's what it was, kind of like the idea came from was that bridge being burned between the two communities. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was done purposely. Someone did that. <laughs> you know, so that's mm-hmm. good. Like they know it was arson. So, that's uh. And it took how many years and people actually lost their lives, man. Like having to do that detour and drive around. Oh, yes. How dangerous it was. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) So like people, and it was usually people that lived out there, right? Because they had had to commute every day. So they took the risk daily instead of just for the gas or whatever it was, right? So like, yeah. So it took, even after someone passed away, it took another three years or something for them to figure it out. Like, you know, you'd think the bureaucratic process would come to a understanding after that but it's mm-hmm. you know like, mm-hmm. it seems like when people's lives are involved like in our day and age right now 2020 when people's lives are involved it's like it's still gonna be something farther than that mm-hmm. to get people to do something eh? it crazy. seems like like i don't know if that's just the way i i somewhat perceive this so- yeah. world every day but it seems like sometimes people's lives don't even matter Depends on the live. It yeah. seems like too, you know. What I mean? Yeah, unfortunately. How bizarre yeah. is that? For sure. Where they come from, like how vocal the person has been in their yeah. life. Like, you know. So yeah, we definitely put value on differing value on human life, which is super messed up. That's something that needs to end too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what that one's about. <laughs> it's building the bridge back between the communities and coming together and it was to raise awareness about having the bridge built back and it still took a year after the song came out but it, wow. I think it helped yeah. It. yeah just raising awareness and getting people to call in yes and do totally mm-hmm. yeah that was the intention so cool okay. yeah that is like I drive by this bridge literally yeah almost every day and it's like 
I could just picture it. Like, and now I hear, we hear the song and it's like, yeah, you could totally visualize it. Like, yeah, it's a perfect visualization of the, the, the interaction between the two communities and the relationship between the two communities. Mm-hmm. It's an actual vis- visualization of that. Yeah. So it's like a huge hub. You watch that bridge and it's like, people are consistently going over that bridge all the yeah. time. Like, it's like, it's what bridges the gap. So for it to burn was super, like, yeah, for me, that was very visual. So I wanted to, yeah, see something done about it. So. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah, that song's sick. Yeah. Good vibes. FLVR. That's my record label. Yeah? That's who I'm signed to. Yeah, it was super, like, random, too. <laughs> Actually, the guy happens to live here, um, Mike Bond, and he's, like, super cool guy. I met him just, like, randomly through another person. And, uh... He's been like he lived in LA for a while, and he's like knows all these underground rappers, and he's just like super connected to the industry. And so, like, yeah, it's super random that the guy lives here. <laughs> so I'm the only person. Actually, now there's a- I was the first one signed from Thunder Bay, but now Preen's on the label too. But everyone else is from like there's a guy in New York, there's a guy in like Vancouver, like all over the place, right? So <clears throat> it's really cool that I got to be a part of that. Man. That was That's awesome, dude. Yeah, here with him. Yeah, it's neat. Awesome. And that goes to show, like, you put in the work, yeah. and, you know, these kinds of things happen. <laughs> yeah, and it's all about building, man, because that's how it happened, was me and him and uh, another guy built a battle league together, and we started, like, promoting battles, and when that worked out, and he saw the working relationship we had, he's like, hey, man, I want you to be a part of this, so it's all about, you know, kind of building those entanglements. And, yeah, mm-hmm. connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. It's like the... The connected neural network. Yeah. It's kind of the way I think of it. Like, so yeah, you make connections in your brain. We need to do that. We're all each other. Yeah. There, there is quantum. Like, they get into that, you know? Like, they're talking about that stuff now. They think there actually is a physical connection between everybody in some way, like, on a particle level. So, mm-hmm. or on an atomic it. level, yeah. So. I believe that. Yeah. Okay. I do. Otherwise, right. we, us three, it's like, wouldn't even be sitting here. Yeah. producing this it's so cool wow. how many times do we message each other when we're just like hey I'm thinking of Mike all of a sudden there's Mike <laughs> yeah, right? how many times does it happen with us a lot a lot yeah. and it's not <laughs> it's not synchronicity anymore because we, we know it has somewhat to do with that but it, it's almost like what we were reading about earlier there it's uh, serendipity mm. yeah it's almost along those lines it yeah. feels that way right I yeah mean, for sure it's really it's cool quantum entanglement they call it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's really neat you're on the same timeline now. You're on the same path. So yeah. You're going to consistently... That's, Connect. That's what they think. <laughs> it's a cool theory. Like, yeah, yeah. It vibes with what I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of neat that science is like catching up with spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kinda, kinda it cool. is. That's yeah. something I say all the time too, man. People are like, oh, I love tarot cards and stuff. And like, I want to learn from this person about esoteric knowledge and stuff. And I'm like, man, that is amazing. And I never think you should give up on that. But try looking at it from a scientific aspect and figure out what that really is, what that energy actually is. You know what I mean? Cause that's how we figure. Like everything that we have now, used to be magic. You people, you know, like all of it. Like someone thought of it as magic at one point or yeah. something. So yeah. So like the things that are still magic, we need to break down and figure out what they actually are. There's probably more to it. Yes. It's, yeah. It's not actually magic. It's yeah. And nobody wants to like, cause people ridicule that kind of science right so mm-hmm. it does it but that's what the basis for all of our stuff it's like yeah since when you know the more that i've learned it's like yeah the more you break down the process and you literally see how it's put together it's like you can start at the bottom and you start 
working the process yourself mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden things work the way you want them to work truly because you're living what you want to live instead of yeah trying to do it the way somebody else said or or you can't do that hey eh? like that's the worst like when somebody's like you can't do that oh it's so the worst or the best sometimes <laughs> i know we, we just said that this morning it can be the best because sometimes that does push you into like yeah, the mindset of being like, this guy said I couldn't do it. Well, fuck, I'm going to do it now. Then you go show that person magic. <laughs> That's right. Or you just do it, and then you see them right down the road, and they come up to you, and they're like, holy shit, man. Like, look, you, you do this? It's like, I do. And you know how good that feels, right? You know how good it is. It's, it's yeah, it's it goes, a value. Like, it goes back to just like how you're saying when people are thanking you for what you, how you've affected them in such a positive way yeah you know there's that like mm -hmm. fulfillment from serving and helping the people mm -hmm. you know there's so much power in that definitely yeah it's how i stay sober it's everything yes so yeah. you're sober too yeah yeah for the most part i smoke pot but it's prescribed so <laughs> you know right some people take like a antidepressant i just don't want to take that route so mm -hmm. until i'm ready to take that route then that's what i'm doing still but it works Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's the same deal. I haven't drank for over three years alcohol, but I, I do smoke weed every day. It's yeah. it's something that I find just keeps me level as an artist. And you know what? Till I till I find it, it leaves me unbalanced. I don't know. Like the the change will eventually come through absorption and just learning every day. But it's like right now, this is part of my life that truly makes me feel good. And I feel maybe sometimes I can connect better with other people when even I smoke it, you know? It, it's trippy, it affects everybody so different, yeah, right? Yeah, it really does. And anything can be overdone, balance, right? That's the mm -hmm. next tab, actually. Balance, man. It's so yeah. key to oh, yeah. Like balance. <laughs> and it's just interesting because weed becoming legal in the last year, it's like everybody too has this different perception of it, eh? Like, oh, this guy's a burnout, this guy <laughs> this, this guy that, but needless do some of these people know some of these people smoking weed are the most successful people around, right? NFL yeah, players, <laughs> most of them. It's nice. You know, yeah. That's like the highest level athlete there is. So like, yeah, man. It's, it's really interesting. Well, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we made this work out today, boys. We all got here. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really cool. So, what's in the works for? What's in the works for? Right Murray for the future. Yeah. Um, I applied to do some mentoring with. Wapakoni, an organization I've been working with a lot for the past two years. They helped me produce Heritage, actually, um, to do that again, but to be on the behind-the-camera side this time, to be like a filmmaker mentor. So the trailer will come back, and it's like a multimedia trailer with a bunch of equipment in There's a recording studio, and it was in the <coughs> Sears parking lot last time, and they just pulled up and stayed here for a month and let anyone show up there. And that's actually, it was crazy, because I was in the midst of doing what I did, right? Opening my space, which was gonna run the same way. People would just be able to drop in. And I was like, man, you guys are doing what I wanted to do. <laughs> like, and, and traveling, and it's like this huge thing already. And I'm like, man, like this is, it just, things just kept coming together like that. Like, it's crazy. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, and that's what I, I just applied for that. And another thing I applied for was a, a huge grant. Well, well, I didn't just apply for it, a bunch of us did, but that'll be like three years of support for what we do so if we get that it'll be like super huge man like i'll be able to like be my family for three years too because i'll be able to take a small salary for part-time work because i'll be like super involved because the grant is for like 80 workshops a year or something like that so it's like yeah, yeah so we'll be doing a lot if we get that but doug ford's a real stickler so we'll <laughs> see what happens <laughs> it's exciting, uh, yeah. for yeah. sure
Good for you, man. It's inspiring. Yeah, I get involved, you know? Mm-hmm. So bring my camera, put it right there. I got one of those clickers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. like a little yeah. You can put your production on it. Totally. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Like, just, you can call it yours, you know? And yeah. Come use it. That's the whole point, right? Like, just come use whatever you need to use. And, and so where where is this? Uh, this is on... It's 201 Brock Street East. It's uh, it's open by appointment right now, so you just get a hold of us on Facebook or Earthling Art Collective. And yeah, hit us up. We got like a green screen. We've got two amazing cameras. We just went to Montreal to pick up from Wapakoni. They donated them to us. They're like the old ones they used to use. They've been used to shoot like Cannes Film Festival winners and stuff, like huge projects. Oh. So <clears throat> really amazing cameras, huge tripods. Um, you got a right sick booth for yeah, setting up in? Yeah, drum kit. Uh, cello even we got like everything you think of that's so awesome yeah come check it out awesome for sure well thanks Thanks TK (laughs) for listening this was number three yeah Uh, Ben Murray Mike Jacks signing out (laughs) signing out Carlin have a good day guys